0: Hey, man, is it getting cold in the air? Nah, no, that's just a frigid 10,
1: It's Bridget it Takes to... Sorry, let's record that <laughs> Alright, it stepped on your, <laughs> your touchdown
0: call <laughs> It's Bridget Takes Here with my man Big Rick and I am APG And we've got Cliff
1: Hey guys
0: Inside Studio B Studio B, thank god You know why? Cause it's hottest month It's, it's hottest year nice out there, there. Oh, yeah. So, I'll tell you one thing. I'm happy to be in the nice AC, you know? I love Studio G. But as we discussed last episode, Studio B is where it's at from time to time. So, we're coming at you today in what I would call some of... It's getting into some of the roughest times for local sports. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because when you sit and you think, okay, the All-Star Game just happened... Twins have an all-star break. Timberwolves, you know, NBA is done. Uh-huh. Wild is done. Uh-huh. Vikings aren't in training camp yet. Not yet. You are scratching the bottom of the barrel when it comes to uh-huh. decent content for the local stuff. got golf. So, join us as we scratch that barrel. Mm, scratch mm-hmm. that barrel. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, it made me think of... This little joke that I saw figured out that it was probably Facebook, since Rick saw it too. Um, but it made, me, it, it made me feel like this is kind of the way it is today. And the joke is, if you feel useless today, remember, somebody is working as a lifeguard at the Olympics. <laughs> so, it's true. at least we aren't just sitting in silence as a lifeguard at the Olympics. It's pretty funny. The picture's even better because the picture so makes it. That little <laughs> like guy a, just sitting yeah. there. And he's, then they've yeah. got a big ass swimmer in front yeah. of them. Like, dude, how are you going to rescue that guy?
1: <laughs> the look on the, the kid's face. Oh yeah. my
0: God. And he's got his little floaty. Yeah. And that that's what got me was the big friggin' dude standing in front of him. Because them swimmers, they are muscular fellows, if yeah, you didn't notice. Uh, you know?
1: Pretty finely tuned athletes. They are.
0: If you haven't figured it out, they are. All right. Well, you want to start scraping the bottom of the barrel here?
1: Oh uh, yeah. Here, so, I'll go get my. Uh, I'll go get my scraper.
0: All right. Well, I'll scrape off this first one here for you. Mm. The twins' trade talks are still happening now. Yeah. Um, I heard the Mariners want Barry Barrios or Cruz back. So, it just, it seems like the trades are surrounding Donaldson, as we talked about last episode, mm-hmm. Barrios, and Cruz. Yeah. So, we can say confidently that if if they're going to trade somebody, it's going to be one of those three. Yeah, and I'm going to hate it. Well, that's the problem is, why does it always have to be somebody that we sh? Now, I'm not saying build around Cruz, but... Burrios and Donaldson are pieces to build around, you know. Why can't
1: we? Uh, why can't we just keep them all and uh, not worry about how much money they are and deal somewhere some more out of the right. old
0: fat wallet? Right there, right. But God we forbid have that would ever for them. Yeah, because who are we going to put a DH in place of Nelson Cruz? Yeah. You know, I don't who? Know. Who? I mean. Donaldson is the kind of leader that we should be building the team around in the first place. And then Barrios, as much as we've yep. talked about whether he's an ace or not, he's the best we have know. and has the most upside. So if you want to build a pitching staff, you don't deal away your best young pitcher because that's what you're trying to build is get yourself a young pitcher, you know? And then you well, pair that's what, that's what other win, people with them.
1: That's what wins games. Mm-hmm. It's pitching.
0: Yep. It does. Well, it is <laughs> it is definitely a huge part of it. I mean... You know? You you can't... When do you see... All right. At least that's what saves... Gave. When do you see a, a World Series champion who doesn't uh, have really good pitching? Well, right. Right. You yeah. know? I mean, what you're saying is definitely right. You know?
1: Yeah, because you can't say... I mean... Yeah, you can't say that for hitters...
0: For yeah, because <laughs> you, could, you have. could put a team together with role players right. and score enough runs and have good enough pitching mm-hmm. to win a World Series. You can't have terrible pitching and win a World Series. It's, it okay. just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, with all that said, I do want us to keep Cruz, though, because I really enjoy having Nelson Cruz on the team. Yeah. He gives us something to watch, for one thing, mm-hmm. for two things... He can hit the long ball, and we all know. What's that? That chicks dig that long ball. Oh,
1: yeah? <laughs> Never heard that before.
0: <laughs> what is there going to be to watch? Oh, Say they trade Cruz and Donaldson. Will oh. you still want to watch this team? I mean,
1: that's a loaded question. Yeah. Of course would you would. still
0: want to watch the team? <sighs> Not will you still watch the team? Because, yes, I'll still watch the team.
1: No, I think I would even more because I'll be pissed off. So then I'll I'll be watching in anger.
0: Oh, a little angry watch. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. I've done that for years with yeah. the Timberwolves. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm pretty pretty good at it too. Done so. it
0: with the Vikings. Done it with the <laughs> yeah. Twins. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so it made 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 me think about who is somebody like Nelson Cruz that we've had before because we've not we don't usually get that guy who comes in and makes just a huge difference in the culture of the team and puts up big numbers. You know, we don't usually have that guy on our team, right? And so for me, the yeah. obvious choice was Jim Tomey. Okay. He reminded me. He reminds me of Jim Tomey because okay. I didn't want Tomey to leave. Tomey was in the same position that Nelson Cruz is in now. He wanted to keep playing. The Twins were a bad team. Tommy Mm -hmm. was 41, I believe. Jesus. Well, Cruz is 41, isn't he? Something like that. You're right. And so... It's shocking. It really is. But they're still playing at a high level. They both were still playing at a high level. And Tommy, at the time, for me, was the kind of guy that you want to keep around on your team. You know? Fun to watch. He's a living legend. Yeah. And he's just the kind of guy you want. And so Nelson Cruz is that for me now... And Tomey, for people who may not remember, in that 2010 season, when we still have, had Mourneau and Mauer and Kadir and Kubel and those guys, you added a designated hitter to the stature of Jim Tomey. And what do you get? You get a very exciting run in the playoffs. And Cruz A run to the playoffs, I should say. Not in the playoffs. Because as you recall, the Twins have quite a losing streak inside the playoffs. (laughs) So it was a fun division race. Um, But that then made me think, Jim Tomey is an underrated, great player of all time. And I'm going to give a very frigid take, and it might just be because I loved Jim Tomey and yeah. enjoyed so I got to watch him we we got to watch him forever as a Twins killer cuz he played for Cleveland for so long sure and he just made life terrible yeah. as a Twins fan <laughs> especially with those Cleveland teams but him specifically yeah he was one of those guys and if you're a Twins fan then you know all too well about Twins Killers. Because there's a few of them. (laughs) So, my frigid take is in my humble opinion, Mm. Jim Tomey is easily top three in my list of most underrated greats of all time. Alright. Because I feel as though Tomey should be mentioned with the greats at the hitter spot. Just purely a hitter. So, I compiled the list. <laughs> no. <laughs> I did what I do when we're scraping the barrel. That's awesome. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> so let's talk some old school baseball players. Huh?
1: On with your list, my friend.
0: <laughs> so a little, um, what do we say? Let's set some qualifiers for this list. Okay. Okay. Because this is not just your normal list. This is a very specific list. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, I only included position players and slash hitters because a lot um, of them are just hitters.
1: What the hell, man? So. No pitchers in there? No
0: pitchers on this list. Uh-uh. So, when you don't hear a pitcher's name, that's why. Specific. Lee, <laughs> no pitchers. I made that part of the list. Don't. No, pro. no, no, not knocking the pitchers <laughs> just for this list because if I'm going to put... The more, if, the more players I add, the more Jim Tomey might start to fall <laughs> out. of <the> t- <laughs> I'm specifically fitting I, this list to my argument that Jim Tomey was great and I underrated. I have a
1: feeling it's going to find its way out somehow. So. That's, that's fine. Okay. You know what I mean? I have a feeling it's going to get lost. The subject of Jim Tomey going to get lost here pretty soon when we start going through I our list. Yeah. It could
0: be. That could be. Well, he's on the list, so we'll oh, come yeah. back to all him. All right, we'll get him. Yeah, we'll get him. We'll get <laughs> around to him. <laughs> so, I gave more credit to power yeah. than to just hitting or defense okay. because chicks dig the <laughs> long ball. We all know that. You got me. Okay, you got me on that. One side. So. I should know better. And all these players are Hall of Famers because it's a list of the most underrated greats of all time. Right, So so they are all Hall of Famers, so I don't have to mention that about each and every one of them. They all, I'm telling you now. Right. But they're not mentioned with the real greats usually. Okay. You know, like the great Yankees, like the Mantles and the Babe Ruths and all that. You know what I'm saying? When you talk about just the greats, Willie Mays and all that. You know, these guys' names don't usually come up until you get real far down or you're talking to somebody who specifically really liked them or whatever, you know. So, on with the list. First, number five on my list. I had to include this guy because I was talking about twin killers. And he could quite possibly be the greatest twin killer of all time. Uh Uh-oh. The Big Hurt, Mr. Frank Thomas for the Chicago White Sox, number five on my list of the most underrated greats of all time. Just a beast. He is a big boy. What did you say it was six, how big he was? Six five two four. Jesus. So he That's easily could be a linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. Okay, try pitching to that big fool. <laughs> so- <laughs>
1: I wouldn't call him a fool if I were you, dude. I take
0: that back, Frank Thomas. <laughs> and he's on his what? Nugenics or what yeah, man, I don't his, know what the what his, he's uh, on those commercials. His testosterone. Ooh, Frank, uh, he's looking good. Up there, man. Yeah, yeah. He's got high testosterone levels. Which means in lots of muscles. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're not a fool, Frank. <laughs> he's still getting paid, so he's uh, definitely not a fool. Alright, so Frank you know, Thomas, you know, hear this. You know, yeah. Two time MVP. Okay. So anytime in the modern age of baseball, especially, yeah. that you're a two time MVP, yeah. and your primary your primary job is to just hit the ball right. really far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you do that so well that you're the most valuable player in the league twice. Yeah. Okay. Right, you're a great your yeah. <laughs> so five time All Star. Yeah. Four time Silver Slugger. Wow. And this one is important for this list. Anytime you win a batting title yeah. And you crank yourself five hundred and twenty. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, family show. <laughs> whoa,
0: whoa, he cranked whoa. himself. No, Jeez. you let me finish the sentence. You crank yourself five hundred twenty-one home runs. Okay,
1: five something. Geez, settle down, man. Leave that thing alone.
0: <laughs> and that's just the times he went deep with it. And he's a
1: big boy, man. He's got big muscles and stuff. Man, yeah, you really got to crank easy,
0: man. <laughs> crank, easy, crank, crank easy. Crank easy. Crank it easy, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, also, a yep. cool statistic. Mm-hmm. Oh, he so he won the batting title. That's what I'm trying to say. If, <laughs> if you win the batting title, mm-hmm. you hit a career 300. So he's a 301 career batting average wow. and 521 dingers. Ding. And, he awesome. won a, and he's a home run derby champ. Cool. And he's a stud. Yep. That you deserve to be mentioned with the greats. When you were one of the most intimidating hitters of all time.
1: Yeah.
0: One of the hardest guys to pitch to of all time. Could you imagine? So, number five, Frank Thomas. Yep. What do we got here? Number four. So, I had to include somebody from the Wayback Machine Mm -hmm. because you know Mm -hmm. how the baseball uh, purists Mm -hmm. are about the guys from the old times. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So, this man Mm -hmm. played from 1941 to 1963. And his name is Mr. Stan Musial. Because he is, of course, considered a great, okay. but when you're mentioning the greats, you may not mention him. Listen to these stats.
1: Mm-hmm. Three-time
0: MVP. Huh? 24-time All-Star. Wow. Three-time World Series champion. 24-time? Okay. Two-time Player of the Year. Okay. Seven batting titles. What? Career 331 hitter. Hit 475 what? home runs in his career. So the man's got multiple multiple seasons oh, of thirty plus home. I mean, a what, bunch of seasons of thirty year, plus home runs. Uh, how long? How long? How long did he play? What year? Okay, you could somewhat make the make the argument that he's a bit of a compiler with the four seventy five because he played for twenty two yeah, years. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. But that's still a lot of flipping home runs. Twenty
1: two years. Whoa. And
0: to go twenty two years and still have a career three thirty one <laughs> yeah. batting yeah. average. One of the greats of all time. Seven okay. titles. Seven batting titles. Incredible. It's one every three years. And you just don't hear his name mentioned. Yes, he was the best hitter in baseball. That's... One out of every three years. And he cranked dingers. Cranked them. Yep. <laughs> so, that's number thing. four. Yeah. Number three, yeah, uh, my I'm... man, Jim Tomey. Now. G- Jim Thome. When you hear the five-time All-Star and the Silver Slugger winner that's not great for for uh, statistics, right? For, right? for 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 honors. Okay, but that is exactly my point. Oh. is how underrated he really was. Sure, because his he's a career two hundred seventy six <laughs> batting average. Okay, not right? bad. Not bad. He hit six hundred and twelve home runs. So mm-hmm. when you're in the six hundred home run club, yeah and you were one of the you were the best power hitter on one of the best teams of all time those Cleveland teams in their time you immediately are with the greats when you're in the 600 home run club yeah, you're dude. with the greats and i saw his 600th home run in a yeah. twins uniform so that makes him on my list and just the fact that you don't think about him with the greats puts him on the list of him being underrated cuz he had 612 damn home runs Okay. Hell yeah. Number two. Mm-hmm. Frank Robinson. Mm-hmm. You don't hear him mentioned too often, right? Mm-hmm. Hear these statistics. Lay it on me. Two time MVP. Okay. <laughs> rookie of the year. So when you win MVP and Rookie of the Year <laughs> in baseball, nice. That's pretty awesome. Fourteen yeah. time All Star. Wow. Well, okay. Gold Glove winner. Uh-huh. So we had defense. Uh-huh. A batting title. Mm. Okay. He hit 586 home runs in his career. Wow. Okay? So, again, when you win the batting title yeah. and you hit that many home runs, well done. Yeah. All-star yeah. all star MVP, <laughs> World Series MVP, two-time World Series champion, and Triple Crown winner. <laughs> when you win the Triple Crown for having, he had 122 RBIs, 49 home runs, and hit 316 that year. One of the greats of all time.
1: And I wouldn't even know, like, I seriously right? don't know Frank that's Krabbe exactly is, so. my
0: point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly my point. Those numbers can stack up against any great of all time. Who did he play for? He played for the Cincinnati Reds, and he played for the Baltimore Orioles, and then Cleveland at the end of his career. Huh. Huh. So, oh, and there's a <laughs> Angels in there for one part. Well, almost, actually, the majority of the season, he played 129 games for them. Then went to Cleveland. So, then, that brings us to number one. Mm. Big Rick. Mm -hmm. Number one of all time. Mm. Now, on first glance, when you hear the name, you may say, how is he underrated? It's because (laughs) when's the last time that you heard his damn name? That's my point. Mr. Ken Griffey Jr. Because Mm. he, Mm. in his time, he was the Jordan of baseball. You cannot... Say he wasn't. He was a cultural icon at the time, right? He was the most popular player and statistically the best player, the greatest defensive center fielder in history, probably.
1: In and, and six hundred plus you, home runs. And I ask you, how could then how how is this uh, underrated? You
0: know, because when's the last time you heard his name? Right? Nobody talks but, about him anymore.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: That's why. When I just you, don't you, nobody, understand why
1: you know why you don't.
0: Yeah, hear that's, his name, that's exactly like, what my point is. Well, I, I don't either. I, yeah. I don't either. Okay, so he. Yeah. <laughs> so he had yeah. a little thing. So okay, you go back. So it was a big deal. Okay, be, whether he's going to stay with the Mariners or he was mm-hmm. going to sign the bigger contract, it was a very large. It was, the, I think, the, I could be wrong about this, but I believe at the time the biggest contract in history, but. He took less money, I've heard recently, than what he could have taken from the Reds. So he signed a big money deal and left the Mariners to go to the Cincinnati Reds, who his dad played for the Reds during the time of the Big Red Machine and when they won their World Series. Mm -hmm. And so he's from uh, Cincinnati. So he was going home to his hometown team. Right. Hell yeah. Right. But (laughs) then he was hit with injuries that kind of stopped him and then slowed him a little bit. That's he came moment. back at his age 34 season and 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 won a or got a All-Star nominee, got put on the All-Star team, and then at his age 37 season was an All-Star again also. So he had let's see, three All-Star seasons for the Reds. <laughs> so again, great still. But he had those three injury years in a row. And then there was the whole story of him falling asleep in the clubhouse, which is something that just doesn't look good. Because what they were implying is Ken Griffey's getting old, and (laughs) they caught him napping in the clubhouse. It was
1: 4.30, he had his supper, he's going to bed. Right.
0: He's an old man. That's it. That like tarnished his reputation uh, somehow. The man was the biggest thing ever in baseball. There's got to be more. Get Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest. Uh-huh. Which was a fun, flipping game, boys. Uh-huh. If you don't know it, go play some Slugfest. Really fun game. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so he's got a career 630 home runs, 284 career batting average. He's an MVP, 13 nice. uh, time All Star. 10-time Gold Glove winner, All-Star MVP, 7-time Silver Slugger, Player of the Year. I thought this was really cool. Three times he won the Home Run Derby. Jeez. I mean, that's cool. And when our qualifier is, we we give credit for power? (laughs) Yeah. Because chicks take the long ball? <clears throat> that is the definition of the long ball.
1: Remember, we were talking about the home run derby. And mm-hmm. I couldn't come up with that name, and later I did. Jason Giambi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many times? If has you, he, yeah, he's got to win like three. I, I, I don't
0: know if he. I, yeah. anyways. I, yeah. Ricky has to go. I knew you someday would pull back out because he. If you don't remember, he said, Who is the Oakland guy?" Yeah. And and I said, Canseco, McGuire," and we went through. Some Oakland yeah. A's players, and then as soon as he said Giambi, I was like, "Oh, I forgot Giambi uh, from the A's." Think about that no, A's team uh, yeah. with McGuire, Giambi, and Conseco. How much steroid use was Whoa, going on yeah. in there? <laughs> 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 oh yeah, baby! They were all, having a good time. All from the same guy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> one stop shop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was making making a killing off of those three. <laughs> uh. So speaking of lists, uh. the Minnesota Vikings uh. have three interior defensive linemen on PFF's list. Of top 32 interior defensive linemen in the league. So speaking of deep lists. Yeah, that's shit. <laughs> we're talking specifically interior defensive linemen. Okay. And the top 32 of them. Now, I know why you go 32 because you're you trying know. to say that's how many teams are on the, in the NFL. That's, you know, we're going to take one from each team type of thing. But here come the Vikings nabbing three of those top 32. How nice is that? So we've got Delvin Tomlinson at 17. Mm -hmm. Michael Pierce at 26, which Mm -hmm. we'll talk about Michael Pierce a little more in a minute. Mm -hmm. And we've got Sheldon Richardson at number 31. Heck yeah. So we take a Vikings defense, or well, specifically on this list, talking about the interior defensive line. Mm -hmm. That was our weakest position group. Last year. Which is not the usual MO. Goddamn, Alvin Kamara ran for six touchdowns (laughs) against us when we played the Saints last year. (laughs) Who gives up six touchdowns to one player, let alone a team? That was a bad game. That was possibly one of the worst defensive games I've ever seen. That was a. Really bad game. I couldn't, off the top of my head, possibly think of a worse defensive performance than that game. It was so hard to watch. I stopped watching. I found out later that he had six touchdowns. Because I couldn't watch anymore. And it takes a lot. You know what it takes? It takes a guy running like that against us to get me to turn a game yeah, off. They, yeah. So, um, then I think more deeply about this team and they, I think, have pretty successfully in some, some ways just players coming back from injury. Mm. But they've pretty successfully turned each position group into a decent one. Now Which, defensive yeah. end is still in my mind a bit of a struggle <laughs> because all you have is Daniil Hunter, really, you know, and he just came back from injury. So I would uh wish that we would have a bit more depth. Stephen Weatherly yeah, but when he's your free agent signing, is bringing <laughs> Stephen Weatherly back.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, but you still have Daniil Hunter, who is one of the top, easily one of the top, even coming after, even coming off of an injury like his, considered to be one of the top defensive ends in the league. So yeah, you have to until say until that's so you have to say that's a strong group. Yeah, okay, because you've got one, you've got one of the best guys in the league. So you've got defensive end with one of the best guys in the league. Then you've got the defensive tackle position with, as we just named, three of Him. the best players in the league on that same group. Then at linebacker, you have Anthony Barr, and you've got Eric Kendricks, two of the best linebackers in the league, two Pro Bowl linebackers. Eric Kendricks was on a just a tear oh, he's a until smart. he got hurt. He's I mean, sad. he's so good. We don't give enough credit to how good he is. I don't think. I think we kind of take for granted how good Eric Kendricks is because he's quietly just been so so solid. Yeah. If,
1: um, if you listen to uh, sports radio in this state, there's a certain certain nine to noonish somewhere in there. And they love that guy, so he gets he gets he gets work. love from yeah. A station, <laughs> yeah.
0: and good for him because yeah. he deserves it. Yeah. He's getting love from me right now. Yeah, I love Kendrick. So So, what we need to do is figure out who that third uh, linebacker is going to be for us. You know, is it going to be Troy Dye? Is it going to be our boy Chaz Sherratt that we've been talking (laughs) about? Because we got Nick Vigil, who I, you know what? Sneaky good little signing, you know, because he had a bit of a down year last year, but he had 111 tackles in 2019. Nice. 2020 was a bit of a down year for everybody. So, you know, but what a surprise. He was a Bengals player.
1: Hmm. Weird (laughs) Cincinnati. What a surprise. Hmm. Little Mike Hmm.
0: Zimmer pulling his little Hmm. love affair for the Bengals back one more time. But so he's going to (coughs) be the other... Interior linebacker. Okay. so we just need to figure out who the other outside linebacker is, and you've got yourself a nice little group. Sure, sure. You know, yeah, yeah. and then our uh, about- our really tough position is cornerback from last year, or from the last—I mean, really for quite some time. You know, mm. so you add Patrick Peterson, who's a future Hall of Famer. I mean, let's be honest, future Hall of Famer. Yeah, and Bashad, Bashad Breland is a pretty good player. You know, so when you've got Peterson and Breland. Which it looks like they're going to play those two on the outside, and then Dantzler Here. sounds like he might uh, might move into be a corner uh, nickel corner, and then Mackenzie Alexander, who's for sure a nickel corner. Why didn't you say? Come on. Say, what?
1: what? What does NB stand for? Nickelback. Yeah, they're. Oh, pretty, I didn't set pretty, you up for
0: the joke. They're a pretty
1: good band. God, <laughs> other people rip on them.
0: Uh, Damn it! I missed a setup for Rick. <laughs> Uh, Harrison Hand. Harrison Hand could add some nice little depth. I think so. And then Dantzler also played on the outside last year. Mm-hmm. So he can be your outside guy, you know. Mackenzie Alexander. Yep, who'll be at your nickel spot. It's a nice little... <laughs> we, You already you already forced your way into it. Did I need to set it up for you again? I'm done with the no. <laughs> what were you going to do with the second
1: setup? Say the same thing.
0: Oh. It Repeat funny, it again? Yeah funnier in the second. So nope, McKenzie don't. don't, don't <laughs> Try for the third. <laughs> so then at safety you got yourself a little uh, uh, Xavier Woods and Harrison Smith mm-hmm. and we're already looking better than well it was just kind of uh, Anthony Luth- Harris was just had a disappointing year I thought last year. What about
1: uh, Luther Kirk and Josh M- Metellus?
0: Well, they're depth depth guys. I like Luther. Yeah, Luther. Kirk. Luther's a good L- Luther Kirk is a good name. Yeah. I do like that name. I'll give you that.
1: Yeah. But then, sure, what happens? You will give me that, but you won't give me the setup
0: for the no, joke. No, you're cool. not getting it. So joke. Now, speaking of, after going through all those groups and saying that we got some depth, I want to give you a frigid <laughs> take here, okay? And I'm going to say. That the Vikings, those players, if healthy, uh-huh. paired with Mike Zimmer's coaching, uh-huh. could be a top five, possibly, defense in this league, uh-huh. going from one of the worst defenses last year to a top five defense this year. Ooh, God, that, that mm-hmm. is frigid. It's a frigid take, I'll tell you. It's because Zimmer can do it. That's that. You know, and you know what? He has to do it. He does. He has to do it. Like this is in my opinion, his last year to prove that he can do it. Yeah, you know, so. And I think he can. I'm pretty sure he can. So but oh, then man. comes the news from our nice little threesome of uh defensive interior defensive linemen here, oh, huh? huh? Comes the news that Michael Pierce is hurt. You yeah. know. With what? A calf.
1: Uh, calf tweak or injury or whatever it happened during an off-season off, yeah. Off-season workout.
0: Okay. So the first thing I think of when I hear that is he didn't play all last year. Right. So different reason obviously. Right. The reason he sat out was a different reason. But when you sit out how much does that affect you when you come back and start working out? Well, if you've been sitting on the
1: couch eating potato chips and you know cranking well, cranking them out, and, and then <laughs> you're, you're probably not gonna be in the best.
0: But that's the thing too is is it's got to be tough for a guy like him, who he's a big mother flipping <laughs> dude, man. His big he he has to keep his big motherfuckerness.
1: You
0: know <laughs> that's his job. Mother flippinness How hard can he really work out? Right. Throughout the whole offseason, when he's gotta keep a playing weight up, you know. he has gotta be ready when the you know, when he comes back as a big mother friggin' dude. You know what I'm saying? So I and he's a big boy, man. You look at that guy, he is a oh, big yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah. And so Screw that. I'm just saying he I'm not saying he doesn't work hard, and I'm not saying he wasn't working out. I'm just saying that Part of it is to keep that big boy a big boy, you know? So I don't think he can really go as hard as some other people. So when he comes into, you know, doing football activities again,
1: who knows? Yeah. You, you know? I'm, I'm sure they're even in the off season, whatever else. I'm sure they gotta do all the check-ins and all that with their coaches once a week and you know, make sure they're doing their workouts and blah blah blah. Or do you think it's hey, it's up to I you think
0: and- I honestly I think when he chose to sit out the off season mm-hmm. he was out for the off season. So him staying in shape is on him. And I'm not saying that he's out of shape. What I'm saying yeah, is yeah. is to take a guy of his size and sit him out for a year, yeah. and then have him come back. That's- it's mm-hmm. setting yourself up for something like this to happen. So, in my opinion, it's no surprise that this did happen.
1: Coming, so- coming from a big guy, I wouldn't say that it's like starting from scratch, but it's like you definitely lose. You know, If you set out for a season, right, mm-hmm. you definitely lose about two seasons worth of, Feel practice sure. uh, just, movement like yeah. your 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 flexibility movement, yeah, yes muscle memory I definitely and, could see that oh, it sucks man
0: and stuff and, and I think to even
1: and then mental wise too dude that's a whole different mm-hmm. ball game what it does to you because well, and the coming, first time
0: you perform bad
1: after coming back man it's it sinks in it and sucks. then he's gonna
0: try harder and push harder and that's when something like this happens so. but and speaking of the mental aspect. He just sat out a whole year making, tw- you know, combined with how hard 2020 was, anyways. Yeah,
1: you know, yeah. man. Making a fraction of what he would be. Yeah.
0: At least he was making yep. money, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know? He wasn't mm-hmm. hurting if he did. I don't anyway. think so. I hope not. <laughs> you know, but still stressful because no matter what, making less money is going to take a little cutting back for anybody, <laughs> you know? And he's got to keep his big motherfuckerness. So. <laughs> But what's the other thing we get worried about when we see a report from the Vikings mm. about an injury that yep. just says it's a tweak of yeah, this? You just and hope it, it could it, take it, this amount. You know, he you should be ready. He could only miss a couple weeks of training see, camp. See, it
1: didn't say the word tweak, and that's what you hope you don't hear.
0: Right, tweak is a bad word for the Vikings because <laughs> no, we hear heard that. all year. That Daniel yeah, Hunter every, every week until just, they finally ruled him out, like at the end of the year, you know. Because what a week eleven or 12 yeah, it was or even it was it might have even been later than that possibly that he himself was still talking about coming back, right? Because I remember, <clears throat> I remember them saying, "But the season's basically over. Why would you come mm. back now?" You know. So the point is, is that a tweak? According to the Vikings, yeah, no bueno, man, is not a tweak. According to some other people who are very open and transparent about (laughs) injuries, which we're going to talk about transparency of injuries a little later, I guess. (laughs) Um, But so, I got to say one other thing about the Vikings, man. Larry Fitzgerald, he needs to stop fucking around (laughs) and he needs to come home. You need to get your ass home, man. (laughs) Because <laughs> we have turned every group that's funny. into a pretty decent group. But there's one group to me that's missing a Larry Fitzgerald. Sure, And that's our receiver group. You bring Fitzgerald in, and he's immediately our third receiver. right? We don't even know who's going to be our third receiver right now. And for the, for the uh, Cardinals, if he comes back for the Cardinals, he's at best their third receiver right? He locks in perfectly as our third receiver. Like, this is home for him, you know? He's he's from here. He was a ball boy for the team. Come on, you know? Oh, it's just bothering me because he would look so good in a Vikings uniform, you know? Just kind of a bummer that he can't just come out and do it. So, I gotta say, stop fucking around and come back home, Larry.